amen, amen. Hallelujah. Before I get started, too, uh, I want to go ahead and say this, that next week we're having our uh, single servings ministry. Okay, they'll be here from 10 to 2, preparing food for singles and stuff. I want to get that out because I want you guys to be a part of that if you want to. Uh, and also, we will be having prayer again next week from 9 to 10. And if you're not coming, I promise you, you're missing out. Please put that on your list. Please. I'm telling you, there is nothing greater you can do than to come pray with us for an hour. I promise you, it will set the rest of your day. And those that come, would y'all not testify? It really does make the rest of the day flow, 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 flow. So, with that being said, why don't we turn to uh, John chapter 1, verse 1. John chapter 1, verse 1. Hallelujah. And just go with me, Brandon. I don't know when I'll stop. I'm going to be dependent on you as far as reading it. And it'll be all New King James, so we will be flowing with that. The Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the darkness shines, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. I think we're going to go to about 14. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That light, or that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own and received his own, or his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word of God, or the word, became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is who this is talking about. We're talking about Jesus was the Word. Let's leave it up for a minute. The Word became flesh. Jesus, the Word of God, He became flesh. And He took on a body. And they named Him Jesus. And He dwelt among everybody. Okay? And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of what? Everybody say the last two words. Full of grace, grace and truth. So Jesus brought grace and he bought truth. Today I want to focus on truth. Okay? I want to focus on that one word right there. And we're going to go to many different scriptures, and you're going to need to tune in because I'm going to be using some scriptures in a way that, you know, uh, I've never seen it this way. So we're going to be tiptoeing through some things, and I'm going to be explaining some things. And, and again, that's why I want us to really get this because I believe it's truth that is driving people to be angry. It's truth. Because we live in a world that we hear all the time that we need to love everybody. Love everybody. We just need to love everybody. You know, if we love everybody, people are going to change. Well, that banner is failing in America if that's what we're supposed to do. If that's all we're supposed to do is love people and they're going to change, I don't know about you, 
But it looks like it's getting worse out there, not better. And are you telling me the church is not loving people? Right now, uh, Highlands Church, which is the biggest church in Alabama, you know, tornadoes just went through Alabama, destroyed a, a lot of people's lives and killed, what, 23 people. It's the largest church in Alabama. They are boots on the ground, helping those people, giving them food, cleaning their houses out. They're there. They're serving. They're loving. So I don't believe the church is lacking loving people, okay? Despite what the, the media says, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is loving a lot of people, okay? So that leads me to this next thing. Well, then what else do we need to add with love? What else needs to be added to this? Love is a huge part. But love is not just doing the work in itself. And that's what I want to actually talk about today. If you guys would bear witness with me as we unpack some scriptures, and I think this will become clear as we go through this. In uh, John 1.17, just three verses down, it says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth. Notice he did not use the word love. Think about it. Stay with me. Don't cut me off because I, I got the love word out and we're, we're flashing the love card, okay? Just hang with me. I think at the end you'll see what, what I'm talking about. But the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus came to bring us grace and empowerment to live this life, but He also bringing us some truth so we would know how to live this life. You can't live in a society if you don't know how to live in that society. You can't be an attorney if you don't first learn how to be an attorney. You definitely are not going into the surgery room and performing a surgery and you ain't never studied to be a doctor. At least you ain't on me while I'm awake. Now, I might be drugged up, and you can bring anybody in there, and I ain't whatever. But, I mean, as long as I'm conscious, and I know you ain't got a degree, and you about to come in there with some knives and stuff, you ain't walking in there unless I know you've, got, you've been doing this. And you've got a little bit of a history. Not that this is your first go-around. Well, man, i got to break in on somebody. Well, not me. <laughs> Forget you. The bottom line is, is a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, they all got to be taught before they actually do it. There's got to be a learning process. There's got to be some truth about what you're about to do. Explain. So Jesus came with grace and He came with truth. The grace was to empower us and the truth was to actually tell us how we're to do it. I mean, we got some people that just teach grace only. Grace, 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 grace. Oh, no. No, it's grace and truth. And as we go through this, you're going to see the major, major problem that was going on in Jesus' day and is going on today. And you and I are going to face it just like Jesus did. And I want you guys to be empowered to be able to face it. We're all learning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I got a bunch of scriptures. We're just kind of letting Him, you know, take us where we need to go. With that in mind, Jesus came... With grace and truth. Let's go to John 3.16. Has anybody ever heard of John 3.16? All right. Some of y'all be going, yeah, man, I memorized that one. That's an easy one. (laughs) 
That's a good one. Hallelujah. Thank God for John 3, 16. Man, it's good. Okay. Everybody get it? You can read along, but I'd like for you to see it, highlight it. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Oh, for God so loved the world. He so loved the world that He sent His one and only Son that whosoever believeth on Him should not perish but shall have everlasting life. Man, there's so much more that's about to be unraveled. One scripture that's so powerful and it has changed our lives and thank God for it. But you notice it said, for God so loved the world. Did you know? All right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Did you know that God loves everybody? Yeah. Did y'all know that? Yeah. Is everybody going to be in heaven? No. Does that change God's love? No. So if love alone could do the work why ain't everybody living for God we're about to unpack some as we keep going for God so loved the world he sent his son that's no doubt about that are we to love people absolutely absolutely my kids in my house when they were young I loved them but when they screwed up I just didn't tolerate it I just, just didn't love them. I love y'all. I don't want to be too hard. I love y'all. No, I had to bring some truth there. I had to bring some correction, direction. Okay? Love only did not shape my kids to be who they are. There was some action that had to go with it. It's just like Brandon's going to Georgia State, and I think some of them are going to Gordon College, you know? Did you know that when they go to college and they get, or school, no matter where you go, when they go to college and they go into the room, what if the instructor came out and just said, I love all y'all. I love y'all. Man, I love y'all. I really do love y'all. I love each one of y'all. But didn't teach them a thing. Are they going anywhere? Mm -mm. I may feel good because the teacher loved them. But there better be some substance. Do we want teachers to teach in love? Oh, yeah. Anybody have a, a mean teacher? How about a boss that teaches he's real mean? You know, you want people to teach in love, but it's not the love that's going to cause you to be successful in the field, in the marriage, in the workforce only. It's a part. But I think what we've allowed the, the, the culture to do is throw the banner of love up and tell us that we're to love everybody. But don't tell nobody what's the truth. Don't share the truth. Uh-uh. You're a bigot. You're a hater. You're bad news. You let us do what we want to do. Well, if Brandon was in the class and he just said, hey, professor, don't be telling me how I need to do this. Now, who are you? I think you just need to love us all where we're at. I think you just need to love us all where we're at. He's going to get a big F on his paper. 
Judgment's coming. And the sad part about the culture we live in, judgment's coming. Not from me. I'm not the judge. But I have got a responsibility, just like Jesus had a responsibility. And that was to bring some grace and to bring some truth. And if I don't do that, that's not right. That's not fair to the people that are in my life. It's not fair to you. we got to help people. Now let's go on and read. Verse 17. It says, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He who believes in Him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. I mean, that destroys any other thought that there's another way to God. You've got to believe on Jesus or you're not going to heaven. You're not going to ever meet God. But does that set well with other people that are serving other religious things? No. So should we back down? Should we just love them only? Love is a door. Love opens a door. You better love them first. I'll be honest with you. You're never going to help somebody change if you're being mean and you're judgmental and you're preaching at them all the time. Michelle, I done told you how many times you need to straighten up, girl. My God, quit sinning. I'm never going to get her to stop what she's doing if I don't first have a relationship with her and we have good communication and she knows I'm coming from a place of love. Everything we do should be done in love. You parent in love. You teach in love. Everything you do should be coming from a place of love. But love only is not going to get the job done. If it could, I would think God would have not sent His Son. And He just got up in the sky and went, I love you. You're amazing. And everybody just came running. Daddy, Daddy. No, no, didn't happen. It didn't even happen when they sent His Son. <laughs> Let's go on. It gets even better. Man, look at there. I done went to Revelations. Let me get back over here. Hallelujah. Might want to stay out of that for a little bit. Okay, verse 18. Who believes in Him is not condemned, but who, who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. 19. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world... And men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been, that they have been done in God. Do you see what's going on here? Jesus was the light. When the light showed up and hit people's sin, people didn't like it. They didn't like it. He was exposing them from the religious leaders all the way down to people that were in the community. Was He doing it in love? Oh yeah, He was doing it in love. But what if He had just come loving everybody for who they are and where they are? Would that have helped anybody? Uh-uh. No. <laughs> it wouldn't have helped them change. 
I thank God Jesus didn't encourage me to continue doing what I was doing. Oh, you're saved, Nathan. That's good. You're good. You're good, man. Go ahead. Just keep doing what you're doing. I was in the process of killing myself. One drink, one joint, one wrong act after another. I was headed to destruction. And I didn't even know it. And when Jesus stepped into my life, truth stepped in my life. Friend, I didn't even know adultery was wrong. I went to Matthew and started reading to where, man, when you, you, know, you, know, you can look on a woman with lust in your heart, you've committed adultery. I went to work the next day and said, dude, you need to quit. Because <laughs> he was doing that. I'm thinking, bro, man, man don't, don't, don't do that no more, man. Man, the Bible says don't do that. And he did what most of the world does. Laugh at me. Oh, come on, Nathan. Don't be getting religious on me, man. We still got some fun to do, Nathan. Don't change now, Nathan. Come on, we're having a good time. That's, that was his encouragement. Don't change, man. We're having a good time. I'm starting to hear truth. Not from a man, from the Bible. And at that point, if I was an adulterer, I would have to make my mind up. Am I going to receive that or am I going to ignore it and say, hey, you just don't need to judge me. You need to love me for who I am. You need to love me for who I am. Now, friend, one thing you need to realize is we're not the Holy Spirit. You and I cannot change an individual. Never. It's not our job. We're to love people where they're at, and we're there to help people. Not push them down. We're there to help them get out of what they're in. But if we don't ever follow love with truth, we have nothing to work with. We have nothing to work with. We don't cast people out. We don't push people down. We're into helping people up. And I don't care how long you struggle with something in your life. We're going to continue to love you. And we're going to continue to share the truth with you. And we're going to help you walk in that. Because guess what? Everybody in this room struggles at something. Everybody. But you know how the devil can do? He can, Cindy, what you're doing, nobody's doing. You're awful. And you go up in church making some awesome coffee. Setting out all those snacks. But if they really knew who you were, mmm, gosh. You rotten. That's what the devil does. And if I just said that and it hits you, guess what? You're not the only one. I'm in a room full of people that struggle. Ain't that right, Bishop? They struggle. We struggle. But we still got to have truth. We got to have something to shoot for. I mean, we just can't just say, well, that's just me. I'm just the old sinner. You know, man, I just, that's just me. No. I got to have something to shoot for, man. I got to have a goal. I may miss that goal five million times before I hit it, but I got to have a goal. And I know I got a God that's going to help me get to that goal no matter how many times I mess up, how many times I fall. But we got to have truth. Truth is what sets you free. What did John say in chapter 8, verse 30 and 31? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Why didn't he say, you'll know love, and love will make you free. 
Jesus don't mix words. He says what he means. He means what he says. The only way you and I will ever experience true freedom in any area of our life is if we choose truth. You've got to choose truth. And there's no preacher and there's no person that can make you or should try to make you. I never will. Because I know what it's like to struggle, my friend. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be a fan of yours. I don't care how long you struggle with something. I don't care. We're in this thing together. I'm not going to let you run and go get with the devil that wants to destroy your life, take you out. No, we're going to grab your hand, and I don't care how much junk you have in your life, we're going to help you. But we still got to have a measuring stick called truth. Well, I don't like it. That's okay. That's okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's keep going through this thing. You may be trying to lose weight. You may be trying to get in shape. Is that always easy? I mean, man, you got stuff in the refrigerator that's calling your name, but it's got so many calories in it that you know you shouldn't get it, but you want it. And sometimes you go get it. And you get it again. But there comes a day when you finally do bury at least one of those sweets. You know what I'm saying? It's not easy. Guys, if it was easy to leave this life, we wouldn't need grace. We gotta have him. But we gotta have truth too. We gotta have it. Because without it, it's no holds bar. It's whatever goes, goes. And you're seeing the church as a whole and Christians that are walking around bouncing off the walls and don't know where to go. They see Christians doing this or they're doing this. And oh, is this okay? I don't know. Well, you know, yeah. and we're just we're just all over the place. No, Jesus made it very clear how we're to do life. We just got to get in there and find out what he said. And then we got to ask for that grace. That grace to be able to walk it out. Let's go to um, um, Ephesians. I mean, yeah, let's go to... Let me get to my... Here. Ephesians, I believe, is where we're going to go. Ephesians 4. 4, 11 through 16. 4, 11 through 16. Now, this is Paul writing now, okay? This, this is not Jesus. This is Paul. And he says, And he himself, which is talking about Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith. Hold on just a minute. And of the knowledge of the Son of God. To a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, which that's what you're seeing today, by the trickery of men, that too, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, big time, but number 15 here, but speaking the truth in love, we may grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Christ. Now, I want to just stop right here. But speaking the truth in love. Did you notice that love comes after truth? Why? Why not speaking the love in truth? Other than it don't sound right. <laughs> because guys, you've got to have truth. You've got to. 
And of course we all wanted couch with soft tones and, and a couple pats on the back and, you know, really easy going. And sometimes you'll get it that way. But I'll be honest with you, if I'm going a direction I don't need to go, I don't care. Get my attention. I mean, blow my tires out. Shoot my back window. Do whatever it takes to stop Nathan from going off the cliff. But he says, but speaking the truth in love. Truth is the key, guys. Love is a given, okay? We know we're supposed to love. If you don't believe me, let a march happen and watch CNN or Fox or all them guys because they'll have a Christian down there with a sign saying, Turn and burn! You're going to hell if you don't repent, okay? And they'll blast that guy, okay, which I'm not a big fan of that neither, but, you know, my point is, is we'll blast him and say, You know what? The church needs to love everybody. We need to love everybody where they are. Wow. Mm, 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 mm. So Jesus comes to me, May of 1988. He says, Nathan, I love you. You're awesome. And I love you just the way you are. I love you just the way you are. I want that to sink in. How about if we change it just a little bit? Can I just change it a little bit? How about if Jesus says, you know, I love you, Nathan, in spite of the way you are. I love you in spite. Why? Because, Nathan, I'm not going to leave you that way. My blood was shed. So you didn't have to be a slave to that any longer. You don't have to be a slave to depression. You don't have to be a slave to shame, guilt. You don't have to be ashamed of that anymore or be a slave to it. You don't have to be a slave to it. I have got a new way for you. Follow me and I will get you out of this. But you're going to have to obey my word. You're going to have to listen to my truth and you're going to have to do it. If you listen to my truth and you don't do it, I can't help you. Thus saith Jesus Christ. He cannot help you if you choose something other than His Word. Notice I didn't say He gives up on you. Never gives up on you. If you say no to His Word, guess what? He's going to come try to get you another way. He ain't giving up. We got a daddy that loves us guys. And he ain't giving up on us at all. The only time it's over is when you... <gasps> Take your last breath. Then it's over. But we need to speak the truth in love that we may grow up. So how are we going to grow up? we got to have truth and we got to have love. we got to have truth and we got to have love. But truth is what causes you to grow up. Just like somebody going into law school. What causes them to be a lawyer after eight years or you know, half their life? <laughs> you know, It is the truth that has been shared by the professor. And he has took the truth, or she's took the truth, and they have applied the truth. Therefore, now they're getting ready to be able to do what they've been training to do. How are you and I going to be a successful follower of Christ if we don't take the same approach and train 
and do the things Jesus asks us to do. We won't. We'll struggle. Verse 16, From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. All right, let's go to another one. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Stand by. A lot going on here. <laughs> Hebrews 4.12. Hebrews 4.12. We've already established that Jesus is the Word, correct? Yes. Hallelujah. It says, For the Word of God... We're going to go through 16, Brandon. For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Word of God is living and powerful. Guys, it pierces your soul. It will literally divide your thought lives. The Word of God is sharp. And the Word of God is going to challenge you when your flesh wants to go one way, and how many of you know all of our flesh wants to do things it ain't supposed to do? Okay? You was born to do wrong. You never see a kid growing up. They're four or five years old, and they're perfect angels. Why? Because their nature is to do wrong. Their nature is to sin. So we're constantly telling them, no, honey, don't do that. No, sweetie, don't do that. No, don't, don't, don't eat those. Don't do that. No, 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 quit that. You, don't hit that TV again. I tell you, you hit that TV again. I mean, it's constantly what we're doing. We're trying to get them to do right. Why? Because wrong's birthed in them. Wrong is birthed in us. So we have to have the truth of the Word of God to help us get through this life. It goes on to say, And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from His sight. Talking about the Word, Jesus. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of Him to whom we must give an account. Everybody in this room, when you die, you're not facing me. You're not. But when you die, I want you to be able to face him with confidence. Yes. Instead of, uh, I'm next in line. I'm after the Apostle Paul. Okay. Hallelujah. They say, oh Lord Jesus, hallelujah. No, 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 no. <clears throat> I want you to approach God confidently. I believe that right now that if I was to drop dead, bam. I believe I could stand before God confidently. Not perfectly. Not because I did everything right. I know my heart. I know my heart. And that's another thing we hear when we talk about Jesus. Well, Nathan, that's Jesus. Nobody can do what Jesus did. That's Jesus. I'm me. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. When I go to a gym, which is not <laughs> regularly. <laughs> okay, I just want to put that in there. When I go to the gym, I don't know where y'all are. I'm checking out the dude with the six-pack. Where's he at? Where's he at? Okay. All right. That's what I want to be like right there. I want that. 
I'm going to get a picture of something like that and put up on my wall and say, that's what I'm shooting for. I ain't putting no guy on that thing that's got, man, uh, what were you say? A keg, yeah, a keg. <laughs> that's my boy. I'm going, baby. Come on. Uh-uh. And I'm not going to go through life every time I go to the gym. Well, it's just, I'm Nathan. I got a keg. I'll always have a keg. What am I going to do with a keg? That's all I got is a keg. That's it. That's all I can do, man. You know, not everybody can be like that guy. Man, whoa, man, he's, he's, man, I ain't like that. I'm just, whoa, whoa, Nathan with a keg. Why do we got to have that mentality? Why can't we look at Jesus and say, man, I'm coming, brother. I'm coming. I'm going to give it all I got for the rest of my life. I'm going to meditate on this. I'm going to get in this. I'm going to get it in me. I'm coming, Jesus. I'm going to be like you, Jesus. And you keep going. You trip, you fall, you get back up. I'm going. I'm going. And you keep going and you keep going and then you look up and your life's better. Amen. And then it's better. And then it's better. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? And then you're standing there looking at Jesus. Wow, how you doing, bro? Man, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Because your life is not your own. Amen. You've been bought with a price. Yes. Our life is hidden in Christ. Amen. No longer I that lives, but it's Christ that lives in me. I'm here to, what Paul say about forgetting all those things which are behind. Press on. Press on to the high prize of the calling of Christ Jesus. Man, we got a high calling. Yeah, but I would rather it be high than low. Man, come on. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. If it was easy to attain, everybody would do it. If everybody could be in the Guinness Book of World Records for easy, it wouldn't even be worth reading. We read it. We watch these death-defying accident or, or you know, feats or whatever you want to call it. These things they do, they're just crazy. Why? They stimulate us because not everybody's going to do it. But there's something as we watch it goes on inside of us. There's something that maybe you've been trying to do, but yet you have pulled back from doing. That when you watch these events... When you go see, you know, the Avengers, and when you go see Superman or Batman or Black Panther, you think, could I? Possibly? Could it? You leave the movie going, by God, I tell you what, bring it on. Bring it on. Somebody jumps out behind the curtain, you're like, whoa, 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 sorry, man, whoa, whoa. But I'm just saying, we're seeking supernatural. We're looking for supernatural. We're looking to be better and greater. Everybody in this room, you have greatness on the inside of you. And the devil is a liar. He's tried to push us down, push us out. But I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you today, God is raising up a church. He's raising up a people that will set the... Standard high? Standard high? Okay. We'll put Jesus up there and we will run to Jesus and we'll keep running. Oh, man, man, what are you doing all this Jesus stuff? Uh-oh. Hello, time out. We got a wet spot over here. Hallelujah. I don't know if the toilet's overflowing or what. Hallelujah. Something's, yeah, there's a big old wet spot over here. I don't know what's going on. Hallelujah. Sorry about that. The river's flowing, man. The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The river is flowing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But guys, I'm here to encourage you guys that we are called. Now check this out too. Let's finish up Hebrews 4 in verse 14. Now check this out, guys. Everybody in this room, take this few passages personally. Seeing then that we have a great high priest, who is your brother, 
who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, you're only to do this four times in your life. You only got four passes to do this. You can only do this. You only have a certain amount. And when you've used up all your mulligans, you've used up all of your, you know, get out of jail cards, you're done. How many times can we go and ask for grace and help in time of need? Mercy. Every two minutes if you have to. Every two minutes if you have to. Every single time you miss it, what can you do? You run to Him. How many of you know when you miss it, you feel bad? I'm the only one. <laughs> How many of y'all, when you miss it, you feel bad? How many of y'all, when you miss it, do you feel like running to God? Well, <laughs> I'm not going to be real with you, Pam. <laughs> I ain't always feeling the warm and fuzzy to run to Daddy. I'll just be honest with you. But I know that's where I need to go. But I don't always feel like going. I feel like, man, I need to do something. I need to show God I'm serious. I need to, by God, I need to be clean for a week and then I'll go to Him. You know, I need to read some scripture. I need to pray. I need to work at this thing a little bit. Then I'll go spend some time with Daddy. I'm going to tell you right now, my kid, and I got one in here. <laughs> but if my kid missed it, if Maverick missed it, I don't care what he did wrong. If he came to me, I would wrap my arms around him and love him. He would not have to do a daggum thing for me to love him and to help him be better. Nothing. The devil is a liar. He wants to push us down. He wants to push us out. But God is saying, get up, get in here, and let's get this thing over. Let's get this thing done. Man, we serve a God that loves us, man. Don't ever run from God. I don't care how many times you messed up. I don't care how many affairs you've had. I don't care how much you've done wrong. It don't matter. Keep your heart going toward God. Amen. Keep getting up. Don't keep doing the wrong thing. But you know what? If you do, keep asking for help and keep going to God. Don't stop going to Him. This church will never be a church that pushes people down and out. Because what I'm finding with a lot of people that do preach against certain sins, they're usually doing them. Preachers. Be telling everybody else what not to do. Next thing you know, you look up, what? They're doing the same thing. Uh-uh. I'm not the Holy Spirit. We have a Holy Spirit that convicts the world of what they're doing wrong. We have a Holy Spirit that draws people to Jesus. We have a Holy Spirit that wants to help us, help us overcome. But guys, if we walk away from truth, we walk away from everything. If we don't get truth right, everything else is going to be muddy waters. You've got to establish truth in your life. Whether you're attaining it or not is irrelevant you got to have truth in your life. 
I mean, when it comes to homosexual uh, people or people that struggle with homosexuality or, or, or gay marriage, I mean, most of the times when these talk shows get these, these preachers on TV, man, I've noticed that there's a couple questions they want to ask right off the bat. bat. Where do you stand with gay marriage and what about abortion? You know why they're asking that question? Because they ain't got a clue. They don't have a clue what the stance should be. Because they're in darkness, trying to talk to us from a place of darkness, that if the preacher was to say what the Bible says, it would just make them mad, the Bible says. So my thing is, is when I'm talking to a homosexual, I'm talking to a murderer, I'm talking to a drug addict, we ain't talking about that first. Oh, come on, man. Look, man, the sin that sends you to hell is not homosexuality. The sin that sends you to hell, newsflash, not accepting Jesus. That's what sends you to hell. Period. You don't go to hell because you're gay. You don't go to hell because you're this or that. You go to hell because you don't know Jesus. Now, let's attack that. Now, let's start dealing with the rest of it. Now let me talk to you about the rest of this stuff. Now I got you. We got you. Now your mind's enlightened, okay? You're open to spiritual things. You're open to me, baby, sharing to you the truth of the gospel because now you're carrying truth inside of you named Jesus. But if they don't open the door and let truth come in, His name's Jesus, guess what? You're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. Okay? The Bible has a lot to say about a lot of things, including people's long tongue. As you gossip, that's bad. There's a lot of things that the Bible says that we shouldn't do. So it's not about that. Let's keep the issue where it needs to be. They need Jesus. They need truth. And we can't let the world tell us how to deal with this. we got to be bold in our approach to the world in love. But we've got to let the world know truth, guys. And if we don't let them know truth, it's going to continue to get worse and worse and worse. And let me tell you something. In closing, Jesus came in in, in grace and truth. Did you know that when Jesus died, how many people were at His death? How many people were at His death? How about the crowd? Crucify Him! Crucify Him! Crucify Him! I mean, they're just chanting it. Anger! Let that murderer Barabbas go. Let him go. That man, he's got to die right now. To the point they said, hey, His blood be on our lives and our children. I mean, they were full of hatred towards Jesus. Huh? They weren't full of hatred toward Jesus. They won't be full of hatred towards you. They're going to be full of hatred towards what you stand for. They're going to hate you for what you stand for, truth. Truth is what's going to get us persecuted. It's coming, guys. And I'm seeing the church world as a whole water down the message, water down truth, dodging it going to work around people, 
that don't know the truth and we kind of, you better get bold. Well, man, they may fire me. Well, that's okay. They're not your source. Newsflash, God is your source. If they fire you, He will supply for you. But their lives depend on you giving them truth. Jesus' life was nailed to a cross. But He wanted to get truth to people. And He knew by getting truth to people, it was more important in His life. Friend, I'm going to tell you guys, as we, as we walk through the last days, and we are here, we are here. We are in the last days, okay? Definitely in the last days. The Bible says there's going to be many that fall away. Many that fall away in these last days. Many that turn and go and, and live for themselves, and live for the pleasures of this world instead of living for, for God. Our job is not to magnify that. Our job is to magnify you got another day on planet earth. And there is people that are in your life. Begin to live the truth. And if you ain't living the truth, be bold enough to tell people. Hey bro, I love Jesus. But guess what? This ain't right. What I'm doing ain't right, brother, sister. It ain't. This ain't right. But I want to tell you something. I'm going to continue to run to my God and He's going to help me get out of this. Let me tell you something. Who you talk to and you say that right there, you will minister life to that individual. Instead of this fake it till you make it, put on a Jimmy Carter smile and just act like everything's okay. Nothing against Jimmy Carter. I like him. He did have a great smile. Hallelujah. But the point is, guys, look, it's serious business, man. And I believe the Holy Spirit wanted to just bring our attention today. Because yes, we want to have times to where we run around and we get excited about Jesus and all that. But you know, sometimes we need to have a real serious heart-to-heart talk with Holy Spirit. Because what set Jesus apart from every other religious person was the fact that He brought grace and truth. He didn't just say what His Father told Him to say. He did what His Father did. The religious people didn't. And it's huge, guys. We've got to quit monkeying around with being a follower of Christ. Either you're going to get all in, or you're going to struggle. I mean, somebody that goes to the gym once a month, and the cat that's there six days a week, take a look at them after about six weeks. See if there's any difference. There's a lot of difference. The same parallel is with training with Jesus. How, how serious are we about getting close to Him? Your life will show it. People that make excuses all the time, I used to coach travel baseball, and I'd tell them, I said, guys, look, you ain't never going to be a great baseball player making excuses. You're either going to make excuses or make plays, but you can't do both. If you make plays, you're going to go somewhere in life. But if you're always making excuses, you'll just be another statistic. You'll just be another person that just lives, works, goes home, and just goes through life. Let's be Jesus chasers. Let's be truth bearers. 
at all cost. When the truth slaps you in the face, change. <laughs> it's only for your good. Father, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. And we just thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us today that love should be at the forefront of what we're doing, but we need truth to follow. We need truth to be mixed with love. And I'm just asking you right now, Father God, to touch each and every person in this room that you have set before us life and death, blessing and cursing. And you even told us which to choose. But you also gave us a Bible to read. You gave us truth. You inspired men, women to write the words in a book for us to get it in our heart. It's not too hard to understand. Devil, you're a liar. The Bible is easy to understand. The Bible does not con contradict itself. The Bible is full of truth. And I thank you, Father God, that today that we're going to be people of truth. We're going to be people that seek truth at all costs. And with every head bowed, eye closed today. You know, you may be in this room today and you may say, you know, Nathan, I don't know Jesus. And I need to accept Him as my Lord and Savior. If that's you today, I want you to be bold and raise your hand. You say, Nathan, I need to meet Jesus. I need to make Him the Lord of my life. Because Jesus is the door. Maybe you're in this room and you say, Nathan, you know what, man? I just want to recommit my life. To God recommit my commitment to Jesus and if that's you I want you to raise your hand and just be bold be bold hallelujah 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 glory to God think about it guys you know where you're at just have a moment thinking about where you're at Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe you're in this room and you're struggling with something and you, you'd like for, for me to pray with you, just to stand with you. I, don't, I, don't, I won't call you up front, guys. I'm not here to try to embarrass you. You can just you can raise your hand up or you can come up here, whatever you want. It's up to you. I, again, it's not about calling anybody out or embarrassing anybody. I just want you... I want you to be free of whatever you're, you're dealing with. No matter what it is, depression, anxiety, fear, it don't matter. God wants to set you free right now. And when we pray, it activates God in your life. If that's you and you just want us to pray with you, just, just raise your hand up. You can put it back down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody can look at me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Y'all glad y'all came to church today?